Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we're going to talk about the biorhythm and how we can work together with the biorhythm to enhance our sleep trust. I like to imagine the biorhythm as the metronome of life and if you want to follow me here, then uh, you can see that everything that happens around that biorhythm should be in sync with the metronome, otherwise it's going to sound and be a little bit messy. And there are basically two parts that have to work in sync with each other here. The first part is the inner part. This is basically given through our genes, our DNA, the programming that happens inside our bodies to keep everything working. The second part is the external part. This is given through our daily rhythms, the sun coming up, going down, and uh, the, the yearly rhythms. So everything that, that happens more on the outside. Just come back home from a walk I had in the forest. I think this is actually a great place to see the biorhythm in action. If you wander through a forest in uh, the summer, you'll have a complete different picture than if you do this in the winter. In summer, everything is full of life. It's green, the trees are full of leaves. You get the birdies flying around, singing happy songs, and everything is full of energy and life. And in winter, things are getting quiet. Um, the most trees don't have any leaves anymore. You'll find far less uh, birds flying around and they're, they're probably not going to sing the happy song and uh, everything comes to rest on uh, a certain level. The same is true as we all know on a daily basis. If you look at a flower at daytime, it will act um, trying to energize itself, maybe open the blossom, uh, turning the leaves into the, the direction of the light. And at evening and nighttime, it'll do the exact opposite and get to rest. There's even a whole branch, science branch, built around this, and it's called the science of the chronobiology. It's all about the uh, different kinds of clock types we have in our bodies, and um, it's a very complex topic. The good news is we don't have to dive into that, and we will not, at least not today. What I want to share with you today is the so-named circadian rhythm. And if you look that up at Wikipedia, and I'm going to share the link with you at sleeptrust.eu in the podcast notes, you will find that in 2017, actually a Nobel Prize went to Jeffrey C. Hall, Michael Rosbach, and Michael W. Young for their discoveries of molecular mechanisms controlling their circadian rhythm in fruit flies. So maybe at some point in the future we're going to have a separate episode only digging into the circadian rhythm of fruit flies. But for today we're going to look at what this means for us. Basically you can imagine the circadian rhythm as a mapping of a clock to the processes that are actually happening in our bodies. Say there are certain times of the day where you have the best coordination. There are certain times of the day where your muscles raise to peak strength. There are certain times of the day where um, different hormones get 
ramped up or reduced. And we really want to know when that happens. And this is what the circadian rhythm is all about. So if you look it up at Wikipedia, you'll find a picture of basically a clock where you can see that starting at noon, right on the top, as you would find it on your watch, you can see that at um, 2.30 p.m. you would have the best coordination at 3.30, the fastest reaction time, and so on. Looking at this graphics from Wikipedia where you can see the circadian rhythm, um, there's also drawn in the inside a light-dark cycle, meaning a day-night cycle. Which, which basically says that there uh, are certain processes that happen at daytime, high alertness or best coordination, stuff like that, fast reaction, that, that are typical things that you will have at daytime. And there are certain things that happen at nighttime, like the melatonin kick in, uh, deep sleep processes, and all that kind of stuff. There is a quite ex interesting experiment they did in Germany, Andex, in the 60s, where they basically wanted to find out if we have something like an inner clock built into our bodies, or if all these processes are basically controlled by the outside, by uh, the sun shining and darkness kicking in. What they found out is that they, or what, what they did was to take a peer group and uh, put this peer group into a completely isolated environment where there was no uh, such thing as daylight and there was no such thing as a watch or clock or anything similar. And they put these people in there for four weeks and let them live their life. What they found out was that we actually do have an inner clock and um, there are these rhythms of being awake and going to sleep and that a day to our inner clock matches up to 25 hours and which was first surprising for me or probably for anybody who hears this makes perfect sense because our inner clock always has to adjust to the outside so we've got this basic core inner clock taking care of that we uh, always have to sleep, always have to be awake for a certain time and that certain processes always come in uh, uh, a defined sequence to let everything work uh, on an unconscious level. But on the other side, we have to be flexible. Our body has to be flexible to see when is the sun actually getting out to let us get up uh, exactly at that time and when is it disappearing to put us to rest. So the body tends to uh, synchronize itself with the outside. And this is really perfect. You, you need to be flexible um, because only flexible things tend to survive. And uh, on a practical side, if you have a flight somewhere and you get a jet lag, you really want this to adjust quickly and not to take a year or something like that. So that's what they found out. And that's actually what I think we have to bake in to this circadian cycle because if you look at that it looks uh, highly sophisticated you got uh, exact times where exactly things happen and uh, I believe that the truth is somewhere in the middle where uh, we have to see okay there are uh, certain sequences going on but it always gets synchronized with the outside 
So it's quite relevant how much uh, sun hours we uh, get and how much darkness is around us to see when what happens. And the other uh, side is that we actually uh, are not all the same. That's a surprise. No, of course not. We all know that. You know, there are people who uh, get up earlier and people who um, tend to uh, need to sleep a little bit longer in the morning. And that means we have to take this picture or graphics with a grain of salt and adjust this to our particular feeling of, um, let's say, noon. Noon doesn't have to be 12 o'clock for everybody. It may be 12 o'clock for somebody who gets up at 6 o'clock in the morning. But if you get up at, let's say, 8 o'clock, and that's your time to get up, your new noon, um, the, on the biorhythm perspective, could be at, let's say, 2 o'clock. And you have to adjust this uh, circadian cycle for your need to get the best results. Okay, now we've heard a little bit about the scientific approach and uh, the model of the circadian rhythm. But I think it's much more powerful if, if we really want to understand and change things to listen into ourselves and feel how our bodies are actually working. Because that's the key here. And uh, taking it to a picture, you know, when it comes to daytime and, and nighttime and uh, going from this awake state we're all in to the um, sleeping state we uh, all go through. It's a little bit like going through a jungle. The, the night sleep time is this big, big jungle. And uh, there is a magical path going through this jungle, which is a fantastic experience to take. So at daytime, we're wandering around, um, uh, going uh, uphill, downhill, whatsoever. But when it comes to nighttime, we know we have to pass this jungle, and we really want to do it, uh, at least when, when we start on this planet as a baby. And if we take this magical path, it's just a wonderful experience. We go through the jungle, we're not in a hurry, we're just taking one step at a time, we're breathing fresh air, looking at fantastic, um, fantastic um, plants, nature, listening to super nice sounds. And um, eventually we're going to come out at the other end of the jungle, meaning that it's daytime again, and we're going to feel so refreshed and good and just powerful because this walk through the jungle energized us. It gave us back all that energy we needed to have. It gave us back the rest that we needed. And it was just a fantastic feeling. But on the flip side, if we don't take this magical path because we're watching TV too long, we're completely stressed out and working right until uh, we, we fall to bed, or there are a thousand things where we just go against our inner, inner biorhythm, then it's like standing in front of the jungle, not wanting to go or take the magical path because it's a couple of meters to the left and we would now have to go there and it, we didn't do it on, on time. And well, there, there will be reasons enough. Maybe we, we think we can't even see this magical path. Or we just deny it's there. Uh, it doesn't really matter. In the end, we have to fight our way through the jungle. We're going to take a long knife and rip away these plants and 
get there, there are going to be uh, mosquitoes and uh, maybe even bees it's going to be so exhausting and hard and we're going to rush because we're 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 stuck everywhere and the wines are are uh, holding us back and when when we eventually come out at the other side and we are going to come come out there um we're we're just going to feel so exhausted it was a horrible experience we're maybe even uh, afraid to to you know uh, for the next night to come and um you could imagine that there are the two versions of us you know maybe the one version who uh, took the right path and the other one were just looking at each other i bet the guy who took or he or she who took the the magical path would probably only shake his head looking at himself and saying why 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 didn't he or she why didn't you just take this path it would have been so easy it would have been so nice and um that's where where we want to take you where i want to take you in the next podcast and we're going to have quite a lot of podcasts but the next couple of podcasts we're going to dig into this and that uh, according to the biorhythm particular pieces and next time we are going to begin with sleep types um finding out if you're an early bird or an owl how this affects your biorhythm and how you can use this information to map it onto the circadian rhythm we talked about today. That's it for this episode of the Sleep Trust podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and that you tune in next week when we're going to talk about the sleep types. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast, or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust please check out sleeptrust.eu that's sleeptrust.eu where you will get lots of information around sleep and here comes some legal stuff everything on this podcast is my opinion only so do not take it as an advice as i am not a doctor nor have i considered your personal situation if you feel that you need medical advice please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast@sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week and until then, have a good sleep.